0: Hey man, how's it going? Dude, it's a it's a beautiful day up here in Michigan today. Uh, Eighty degrees, slight breeze, sunny skies.
1: What's not to like? It's uh, gonna be a beautiful day here in Phoenix. Uh, One hundred and five degrees, <laughs> sunny, dry. Uh, yeah, you know Valley of the Sun. Uh, I- I'm digging it. You know, I'm from Wisconsin originally. So So you do
0: remember all four seasons still?
1: I do remember all four seasons. I I, I lived in Wisconsin for 30 years, actually, um, until I moved out to Washington State. And uh, then it was green year-round, two seasons in Washington State, Uh, nice and sunny and mild in the 80s for about two and a half months, and then about nine and a half months of cold, drizzly, cloudy rainy, uh, miserable.
0: (laughs) Which is why we live in Phoenix. I still haven't been west of the Mississippi. Um, That's a a whole chunk of the country I have not visited yet.
1: You haven't been west of the Mississippi. Well, you got to try it out.
0: I will be on the banks of the Mississippi this summer. So maybe I'll have to cross it at least to say I crossed it.
1: On the banks of the Mississippi this summer. What are you uh, what are you doing on? Hey, by the way, Those of you who don't know who this man is, let me introduce Enoch, uh, as I refer to him, because that's what he goes by on social media. Uh, Enoch is, uh, if you've followed me on social media, particularly on Twitter and my website, uh, you know that I'm a a big Q follower. Enoch is also a big Q follower, and he has uh, been integral in helping us figure out these pesky timestamps and some some other issues that Q brings up from time to time. So I repost his uh, his timestamp uh, graphics and other things. And he has joined me on the broadcast today to do a little pr- promotion from some events or some events that he has coming up and talk about uh, a little bit about his life and, and what makes him tick. So without further ado, oh, you, <laughs> you got the Magapalooza background Nice switch. So you said you're going to be on the banks of the Mississippi this summer. What's that all
0: about? Well, it's um, uh, Megapalooza. It's it's going to be a big old Patriot get-together three days, July 16th 16th through 18th. Um, It's going to be in the Land Between the Lakes area in western Kentucky, which is um, right on the banks of Kentucky Lake, which is the largest man-made lake in North America. Uh, We're going to have, uh, I have, originally when I started this, I thought I would try, like I got one resort to get on board um, and all of a sudden we were like booked before I even announced what I was doing. (laughs) Uh, So then I had to, uh, we got it with the help of the first resort, they helped us get a second resort that they helped operate a marina at. So we expanded to two, uh, I went public, we filled that up the day I went public with uh So we ended up getting a third resort on board. And as of two days ago, we only had nine rooms slash condos left to, um, to book. But we also have a campground and an RV park. And I stay all, all those things to begin with because what we're, we're doing is we're filling them up with. Bits. Um, for this weekend and then we're going to have at one of the resorts everyone's welcome to come on over and we're going to do around the campfire um where the patriots are highlighted you know like we won't have i don't have any keynote speakers no conference rooms no powerpoint presentations uh no ticket sales no live stream um just i think what we all need as a community um To start coming off of being digital soldiers, like not stop being digital soldiers, but take the next step, um, which actually we're seeing a lot of the prominent people in our movement um, talk about as well. And that is getting involved in our communities um, in almost any way you can. So just uh, having a chance to meet up with other patriots might sound like it's just a patriot party, but the networking that happens at these events um, carries on to real life things that people take back to their communities and um you get to see that there you're not alone out there even though you might be the only one in your house or on your block sometimes that feels the way we do about things um you you'll realize that everyone's out there uh out there to support support us the mega the mega movement's not slowing down it's growing like even though we have a crazy crazy situation going on over at the white house um you know, mega, mega is growing and it's, uh, it's beautiful. So we're going to do mega Palooza. They just celebrate mega, you know, um, try to keep, keep this, uh, movement growing. And we're going to have meals, live music. Um, and on the last day of the event on the 18th, we're going to have a giant boat parade out there on that lake. I was telling you about the largest man-made lake in North America. Um, and, uh, that's going to be amazing because we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to line up and because Fort Campbell's so close, we're going to, um, we reached out to local vets in the area, whether, um, whether they're in or out, you know, it doesn't matter, but there's a bridge that lines this, goes over top of this lake. And so the boat parade, we're going to go, we're going to go under the bridge. We're going to line the bridge up with veterans and we're going to salute our veterans um, as well. Cause a lot of times they can't show their support for us active military members can't show their support directly to us. So what we can do is we can show them our support.
1: I think that's great. Uh, I actually lived in Nashville for four years. I I traveled all over the South. I traveled to Kentucky and and Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Arkansas. And I know where Fort Campbell is been by there many times. Um, I haven't been to uh, a between the lakes yet, but that sounds like a, a great opportunity to hang out with some patriots to you know party, have some good food, listen to some music, and like you said, networking. Uh, networking is huge. It, like you said, it's easy for people to feel like they're the only ones in their in their town and their family, you know, whatever in their circle of friends who has a, a patriotic spirit. But we we are we patriots are far more numerous than people who are not patriots. And I I think it's a really good idea to get together with groups of people who are like-minded, share ideas, brainstorm, um, get some advice, get some insight as to what's going on and what we can do to be more involved. You brought up a really good point. And I I posted this on Telegram this morning. There are 12,000, for those of you who live in Arizona, and this is just an example, There are 12,000 precinct committee positions statewide in Arizona. Only about 4,000 of those positions are currently filled. There are over 8,000 open (laughs) precinct committee uh, positions in Arizona that anyone can run for. Anyone can, I mean, if if you try to get on one of these positions, you're going to be unopposed. It's just basically walk in and it takes a little bit of work to find out, you know, how do you, uh, apply for one of these positions and how do you get it? But uh, you know, we as digital soldiers, we, we as patriotic Americans, the reason why our country uh, has been taken over, infiltrated, and why we've lost, um, lost control to insurgents is because we've hit the brakes and we've been coasting for a long time thinking somebody else will take care of it. It's not my responsibility. You know, let somebody else do do the heavy lifting. Well, that's not how this country was designed. General Flynn pointed out, America is a participatory experiment and it's going to fail if we don't participate. So everyone, regardless of how old you are, I'm getting messages from little old ladies on Telegram or grandmas in their 60s and 70s that are filling these these precinct uh, committee positions. Uh, We all have some contribution that we can give to make this country a better place to preserve the patriotic uh, spirit and to preserve Liberty. Anyway, I don't have a mic, but I would drop it after that. (laughs) (laughs) So you can always, you can always do this. I could always do that except (laughs) dude you you are way better at this stuff than i am you you'd say I'm, you're a newbie
0: to all this stuff but you've already got way more game than i do Oh, <laughs> uh, dude i i'm less than two weeks into this it's uh dude i i always thought like my superpower was coming up with good ideas like can i just uh i used to rely on like teams you know of people to like kind of get together but ever since right. i just started doing everything myself um uh It's it's been a little bit more enjoyable.
1: You do have good ideas. You're also very observant. Um, One of the reasons why I started following you on on Twitter and paying close attention to what you were doing and interacting with you is because when when Q was dropping, if there was ever a post uh, by Q and a tweet by President Trump, if someone was going to figure out there was a critical timestamp relationship. You were going to be the one who was going to figure it out. I was like, I know Enoch. If there's a timestamp thing here, he'll figure it out. He'll have the graphic put together. Um, you just seem to have a superpower for that, which is, which to me has made you a very a valuable contributor to the community because it's not that I, I don't have the ability to do that. I can I can sit down and look at posts and see if there's an actual an actual timestamp. Uh, relationship there that's, that's relevant, but I tend to focus on other things. It's not like my, 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 my main focus. And it just seems to me like, you know, when Q is posting, that's one of the things you just gravitate toward is this, you know, looking at Trump tweets, looking at the timestamps, Scavino timestamps, and finding the ones that are relevant. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. There's a lot of people on social media right now who are connecting timestamps post numbers and, and other things, even though Q hasn't actually posted in five months, what's your take on the relevance of post numbers, timestamps, uh, you know, one year deltas, two year deltas. What do you, what, if any relevance, do you attach to that right now?
0: Well, uh, Mr. Medic, let me give you a little bit of my back history of, uh, why I find that important to begin with and that's because at the beginning I didn't just like jump on board um because this was something that just sounded cool um uh, there was within 5 days of you starting posting there was things going on with Trump's Twitter account that just made it to me it, it ultra verified what was going on uh so immediately I even didn't even wanna believe it was Trump doing it because like that was like almost like uh it seemed over the top um but like i wasn't thinking it was just someone at. when you know like um and an explanation i thought of was just like you know people can do uh pre-tweet you know they can like time a tweet um so i was just like someone at twitter could have access to trump's timed tweets um and therefore they could post on the board um you know, the context and a marker before Trump would post, because that's what Q was doing.
1: So you had Uh, a high index of suspicion that this may have been somebody running an op?
0: I, I wanted to try to explain it to myself, you know, like, like, how, how is this happening? Um, And again, I I just didn't want to jump right into Donald Trump is working with Q, uh, to give us uh, messages uh, behind the scenes, you know, like, a. Uh, so, but it just kept on happening. And it, it to me, it, it just showed it was beyond a coincidence. like, there's no way Twitter would be helping, uh, helping that, you know, and he wasn't, all of his tweets weren't, uh, timed. And it, later on, years later, we got the confirmations with Scavino as well, which was Trump's social media director. Um, so that was even more proof it was coming from some Trump and someone close to Trump, at least the interaction. Between Trump's tweets and the Q post. Um, so it took a lot of verification for me um, before I even got on board with, like, um, so I had this really high standard. And so that's why a lot of times you see in the community nowadays um, a lot of re- people referencing things that were never verified ways to look at things. Right. Um, and uh, Q, a number of times, you know, Q, for over two years, Q would. Let us know that we were looking at things the right way. You know, that's what you know, kind of like being queued on your decodes was all about. It was like you just like look at, you know, look at the way you know that worked out. Look at the way this worked out. Um, and none of them were ever the timestamp of the post of like, let's say Trump tweeted, and he, so you take the timestamp, and then all the queue aggregators number the queue posts. So like then they try to match it to a number of the in the queue post. But if you look through all the verified ways that Q has decoded over time or verified decodes over time, that was, that was never, I think there was, there's one example. And it was on, there was a Q private board post 74 on Q's private board matched up with a fire truck number at the North Korean hostage return. Uh, And so like, that was the only time. Um, And so out of the almost 5,000 posts, you know, they have only, that's just a very low percentage. Uh, the Q clock was also popular like in the community. Um, And that was also something that was never verified by Q, um, even though it was popular in the community. Like that was just another example uh, of what I was talking about with a, a a way to decode that was never, in my opinion, like a legit way to decode. Actually, I think I could probably produce, like that was like manufactured evidence Um, Where you'd be looking for certain news on a certain day, and you could probably find news about, let's say, Papadopoulos in the news like any given day. Like, you know, so it's almost like a self-fulfilling, manufactured evidence type thing. Um, So I I always stayed away from that. And also, Q told us that we were beyond the need for proofs at one point. How did that make you I cried. (laughs) I (laughs) cried that day. Like, no, like that was like my big like thing in the community. Like I was, do you believe in coincidence Anna? You know, like I was all about, like I had a thread on pinned to my page. It had over a hundred cue proofs. Um, about 20 of them have been queued, Um, and about nine of my Delta posts, you know, so like, it's,
1: it was a lot of work
0: I put in and just to feel like there was, uh, felt like my job was over, like, a soldier going home that that wanted to stay in the fight you know like and um but i moved on So
1: you you cried that night but what happened the next day
0: i think i got cued
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know anyone who's been cued more than you have been either your graphics
0: or your your tweets i don't um it's over 30 but i I mean like i should know an exact number but i don't like i kind of just stopped it doesn't really matter Um, and most of it was just like anybody could have put those Delta posts, like zero Delta posts up on the board. So technically like, I'm not like thrilled about those, but just having the interaction with Q, um, there was a time I made a typo in one of my, do you believe in coincidence graphics? And I posted it to my Twitter and it was only up for three minutes. Um, and I took it down to fix it. And while I was fixing it and paint, um, Q posted the graphic on the board with the typo. So, like, it's uh, it's really surreal to understand that these people are really watching what you're doing. Yep. Uh, you know, not only having General Flynn follow you, which you know that's that's really impressive, um, but he also follows like thousands, multi, multi thousands of people. Uh, when I had Sidney Powell and other members of the Trump and Flynn legal team following me on Twitter, they only followed like 300 people. So, like, to know that they were probably watching the News Blast at the time, um, that's why uh, that's why they took us all down. Like, we really were we were getting more interactions than the mainstream media websites. Well, just with our Twitter accounts.
1: Let's talk about the News Blast. You've been putting out the News Blast for what uh, a couple years?
0: About three years now. I took about six months off at one point in time, but. Okay. I've been going heavy again for the last six, eight months
1: what What do you feel is the value of the news
0: blast to our community? Well, first of all, not everyone has time uh, to keep up with the news like there's literally a lot of news that happens, and we within the information age, we have access to a lot of it like in real time so uh there's just so much news that happens per day, and we can't count on the mainstream media. Covering the news uh, that we expect them to cover as well. Um, so, for one, it's for people that don't have time to pay attention to the news. I'll just summarize it with short, succinct, not clickbait—you uh, know, semi-humorous uh, headlines. Uh, and I, I make it uh, so they can just catch up. It's like reading the newspaper back in the day. If you're old enough to remember, it's like reading the newspaper in the morning. Um, you know, you skim through the headlines. Uh, and it would be all be the news from the past day, you know, like so. Um, so that was the kind of the concept. But being an Anon, I understood the concept of memes and how important it was to produce things in, as a graphic. Um, and because it's easily shareable that way too. And it's really hard to censor.
1: How do you distinguish between relevant and non relevant news? And how do you distinguish between actual news and fake news? And and why is it important for people to understand those concepts?
0: Well, there's, to be honest, like this is all has to be just personal preference, right? Like I can't, um, that's the short answer. Um, Like, it's just what I think is important. Um, But there are some rules I try to follow, like things, headlines that are like topics that are like, talking about a bill that could be brought up in Congress or this certain thing may happen. Um, I really just scan past all that and don't include it. I'm just like, I'll just wait for it to be real news. Like, um, so there's one thing. And then the, the fake news part of it is, that's still really hard to determine. uh, Dave, fake news is uh, hard to pick up on and it's really just has to do with almost like the popularity of it. Like when I'm going through the, when I'm collecting, when I'm going making the news blast, I go through pages and pages and pages of headlines and you can start to tell that at some point, some of these stories are, you know, like literally, the stories everywhere. I'll go through 13, 20 versions of the story. Like, so this is what the news is trying to get you to pay attention to. Um, So that's more of like a, the mainstream media is more focused on directing a narrative. Um, and uh, we can even break news faster than the mainstream media because of that. Because uh, we're going to just we just want to give you the news. The mainstream media has to take a moment to try to figure out how they're going to how they want you to think about that, you know. So. Uh, that's it. So throughout the day, not just in the news blast, I try to keep up on breaking news as well.
1: When I was doing. Um you know news aggregating on twitter which i did for you know several years and then when i started doing uh nightly news broadcasts holy crap it took me so long i mean i literally took me like 6 hours a day to plow through the news headlines weed through the clickbait and, and the false news and irrelevant news a lot of news is true but it's irrelevant and come up with uh, you know, six or seven or eight headlines that I thought were relevant news that were important for our community to know about. Um, and then, you know, type out a summary of them and then so I could read them on my broadcast. How long does it take you to, to come up with your, your headlines for the news blast on a daily basis?
0: Again, I have a short answer and a long answer. <laughs> um, the short answer is all day like but the longer answer is I don't it's not a big problem because it's something I'm interested in anyway so it was that's why I started doing it it's like I'm tracking the news anyway um, that was the news unlocks the map you know like uh, Yep. so and I have a very good memory Um, you know it's uh, another thing which made making the coincidence graphics easy is because news would happen. And I'd remember the, you know, with the connections to the past Q posts. So the future proofs past news unlocks the map. Um, That was really the directive I took when I went to Twitter. Um, And that's still part of it. When I do the news blast is a lot of the news that I put in the headlines might not, be totally relevant, but it's something we were supposed to be tracking, whether it's a resignation or um, human trafficking arrests, which are still on the rise. And and that's actually a beautiful thing.
1: It's kind of funny because I do the same thing. When I was on Twitter uh, putting out news on a regular basis, the reason I did it was, well, I'm I'm figuring I'm going to do this anyway because I want to keep up on the news I might as well take the news articles that I'm finding and post them on Twitter, or post them on you know other platforms. Eventually, incorporated them into like my own news, you know, broadcast. Um, but it's uh, it's it's interesting to me that you're motivated by the same uh, same thing as you know you, you want to keep up on the news. Why not share that information with other other people? Um, I I just I, <laughs> I, I think that's a really good uh, way to uh, contribute to the community.
0: It's so, a way to use your platform as well, because um, yeah. like there's a certain responsibility that comes with having uh, a lot of people watch, watching what you're doing.
1: There is a responsibility, and and that's a responsibility that I take seriously. You know, I, I had a pretty you know good size account on YouTube and Twitter, and that puts that does put uh, a large responsibility on you to use your influence wisely. I think a lot of people use their influence unwisely.
0: That's uh, one of the motivators for making the in-person meetups was using my platform to uh, affect reality.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we talked a little bit um, last week about how you like to organize uh events you've organized a bunch of events in the past you seem to have a unique gift for uh for
0: organizing things i've don't know what but it's even in my like before i even started like social media like in, in real life i'm kind of like the quiet guy in the corner um that's like pretty much sober at the party you know i mean I, you know i smoke but uh I don't drink. And so I can, I kind of just observe and I can tell when things need to come, like when certain things will just work or certain people will just work together or um, certain ideas, you know, uh, just need a a little push and they'll be effective. And we saw a lot of that with, um, I guess the in it together campaign um, we were doing on Twitter where we were affecting the Twitter algorithms to make up our, to pick up our trending hashtags. Right. Um, But it was also translated over into Google. Like you go do a Google search and all of a sudden we all started popping up because of our... So like as we, they had to suppress our, our part of getting kicked off was we, a lot of people were organizing in Twitter direct messages. Um, So there was, you could have group messages on Twitter and a lot of people, like I, I became part of one and I was using that, to organize these in it together campaigns, which Q ended up and uh, I was working with the group, like I'm not gonna take credit for it. Um, But we even had our first meme get Q, the in it together meme with the um, Iwo Jima uh, theme. So like that was was one way I started organizing in the community. Um, I did two Michigan meetups, um, the organizing caravans to DC on the 6th, That was, that was like the biggest, like that that one made me understand I can organize it on a a national level. Um, And it was, uh, it was, was, the community came together and donated $21,000 and it helped me get 700 Patriots, gas money, plane tickets, hotel rooms uh, to get to DC. So it was like, we showed up and we had. Hundreds and hundreds of cars in our caravans across four routes uh, across the East Coast and the South. Like uh, the Q Angels, uh, I organized, I tried to organize the women in our community um, to begin with as well, and that even bled over into like celebrity support.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the organizing is a really important uh, part of what we do. And, and I think I think it's easy to overlook the importance of that, the reason why Uh, most of us got kicked off of Twitter and YouTube and Facebook was because we were too organized. (laughs) We, We were all hitting the same subjects. We were all hitting the same hashtags. We were all as a, you know, Q and most of the Anons know we kind of work like a beehive, right? The hive mind. We tend to work together, even though each person has a different ability. So you've got some Anons who are, tracking the flight radars and some anons who are tracking other things. Um, it, it, every Anon has their own special ability. And when we all come together uh, and pool our information, pool resources, and then work together as a community, we, we put out a very powerful message. We hit a lot of people. Like right now, uh, MSNBC and CNN are lucky to pull 100,000 views a night Uh, on their network shows. Whereas, you know, you've, you've got uh, broadcasters in our community who are doing 200, 250, 300,000 views a night. There's a relatively small number of people in, in the legacy media that are broadcasting. There's a large number of people on social media, What what social media platforms are left for us, but we're all getting our message up. Um, And that's why they took us down. I mean, that, All the Q accounts, most of the big ones got taken down uh, right before the November election. I think we went down in October when the Biden laptop from hell hit, (laughs) hit, hit this. It was a news story. Uh, New York Post ran their story about the laptop, the the hard drive. Uh, A bunch of us on YouTube started, you know, posting about it, follow and boom, just like that, they shut down all of our YouTube accounts. And that's because we worked together effectively as as a group. And we were we, we were destroying their narrative and they didn't want that. They wanted Biden to get elected, so they had to take us out. They took us off Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, the,
0: th- the three big topics, the three big topics that were pushed that got people suspended in our community by the hundreds of thousands was the Hunter Biden laptop, the 2020 election, and coronavirus yep. and we've been proven yep. right now on like two of the three
1: yeah we're, we're going to be vindicated and you know what's coming <laughs> in in time when the news when the real information comes out on all of those we'll be vindicated on all of them we've already been vindicated on coronavirus uh i think we're going to be vindicated on the election fraud <laughs> and um hunter biden's laptop it is what it is i mean mainstream media can deny it all they want But there's a ton of evidence on there implicating Joe Biden as a gangster. Uh, The big man. The big man. Yeah. Um, And and so uh, you had this, you know, this understanding and this ability to organize, which I think is amazing. Because, you know, I I was on Twitter and I'm like, I'm following you. And like, oh, enoch has got another hashtag uh, campaign going on. (laughs) What's the hashtag going to be today? Now, I didn't. I don't uh, participate in group uh, messages. Um, it's it's just, it's a personal thing. I just don't like being in, in groups uh, on, of direct Well, messages. From my
0: experience, I'd recommend against it as well now. Like it's, uh, you know, maybe I was naive to begin with, but. I had a bad experience
1: uh, end of 2016, 2017. I was in a couple of groups. Um, uh, group messaging things and uh there was it was mostly people in that that i was had had a like-mindedness with until one naive silly person invited some of our enemies into the group chat (laughs) and it wasn't until a day or so later i realized like who the hell is this person who invited them into this chat, what they were taking screenshots of everything people were saying in this group chat and then posting it out on Twitter. And I was like, okay, so I, I'm pretty much done with group chats at that point. Because like, I realized that either through naivety or foolishness or through just pure deception, if you get into a group chat situation and you're talking about you know secret private things, any of that is susceptible for someone to take screenshots of it and post it on social media. So for that for that reason, I've kind of opted out of all group uh, communications and I'm really careful about what I say in direct messages and emails because I know any of that could be uh, could end up on Twitter or Facebook as a screenshot of something that I said. Uh, oh,
0: I bet you there could be some crazy screenshots out there of some of the stuff I said because I never hold back in the community. <laughs> um whether it'd be something i'd say public or you know just let it rip well and, and i that's, just,
1: and that's probably why you you've rubbed
0: a lot of people the wrong way not a lot of people but a few people uh they know like, I, I i appreciate your support cuz i think you can tell that i'm usually b- b- being genuine and just i just want uh i want to be myself like there's uh i don't want this person that create this personality you know like and try to be this you know Fictional personality in my head. So
1: yeah, one of the things I respect about you is I've seen you vent on Twitter and I've seen you vent on the board. Uh, I've seen you just flat out, you know, show your frustration and pissed off and disgruntled and unhappy and, you know, with with how things are going. Uh, And that's just being transparent.
0: It's a motivator. Uh, Like I've never been motivated more than when I'm upset um so there's uh there, i mean like people can do other things with that energy but it i turn it into motivation um yeah. you know like i've uh you you brought up valid points about you know your bad experience with a group dm um i would like i would try to hold people to a certain like to their word or to their you know try to hold people to be in have some integrity and so like there's a couple times i i i would like rage quit um, you know, like, I'm just like these people, you know, I can't work with people that, you know, aren't true to themselves or true to their word. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, come back and, uh, you know, next thing, you know, like I'm being told I sound too much like a dad, you know, and I should probably leave or something like that. So because
1: you're trying to hold people accountable for what they said they were going to do or, or, or basically,
0: yeah, well, like I know, and I'm okay with what anyone wants to is, think is it about too me, much, you is know, too when much I'm to mad. expect people to act like adults. Dude, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's the way I am in real life. Like, uh, that's some, one of the things my family loves about me is, you know, like you're not going to get, you're not going to be fake around me. You know, you're not going to, uh, like, it may be because I do have a good memory. Um, but like, I, I don't like it when people are hypocrites.
1: Integrity, especially in this movement is, uh, I can't overemphasize how important integrity is in what we're doing because a lot of us are anonymous. I mean, I, I was anonymous for years and then I, you know, I I came out and, you know, showed my face. You were anonymous for a long time. A lot of people still are anonymous. When you are an anonymous person on the internet, um, it's very easy to deceive people. It's, it's easy to have hidden agendas. It's easy to manipulate and lie and, and when, when you are an anonymous person, especially when you're talking about uh, the kind of issues that we're talking about, having personal integrity is huge. If you don't have personal integrity, where you do not hold yourself accountable, where you don't uh, fulfill the things you say you're going to do, where you don't really believe the things that you tell people you believe, uh, that insincerity and that, and that lack of integrity Destroys your credibility as a, as a news provider because we're providing information to the world. You you put out the news blast. I do broadcasts. Uh, people aren't going to listen to us and aren't going to take us uh, take our word for what it is if we don't have integrity. Uh, if we don't really believe what we say, what we're putting out there, uh, and not not hold ourselves accountable. Uh, one of the things uh, accountability, you know, is admitting when you're wrong. <laughs> right and i've i've made some statements about what i thought was going to happen regarding the election
0: and i was wrong and, and when you're wrong i got, got ha- caught up in uh i got caught up in the, the fake news yesterday uh with the with the Trump, news about Trump, social media uh, accounts? facebook yeah. and instagram yeah it, it happens you know i mean well, no, i ended up tracking it back dave i tracked it back to its source and the bottom the first place <laughs> i saw was your posted post the- and the, the bottom is said, uh, contributed by CNN.
1: <laughs> right. But you know, it, it, comes down to an issue of when you, um, part of, part of integrity is when you screw up, it's admitting I screwed up, you know, and people will forgive you.
0: If you put out. Well, I, I want to know why I, I fell for it too. You know, like I want to do some psychoanalysis on myself to, <clears throat> you know, try to learn, uh, yeah learn from it. You know, like that's, that's a, a valuable, yeah, that's a
1: value, valuable part of the experience is when you make a mistake, number one, admit you made a mistake. Number two, do a little bit of introspection and ask yourself, okay, why did I fall for this? Why did I post this? Why didn't I verify it with other, uh, with other sources? Or why didn't I, you know, why did I just, because I do it sometimes. I throw things out there without really verifying them, uh, without doing, you know, due diligence. And when I do, invariably it ends up being fake news. Um, so it's 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 good to, you know, admit when you make mistakes. It's good to correct those mistakes as soon as possible, and give an explanation if it's necessary. I don't think you need to explain in every situation why you posted something because it was like there's a lot of um, news sources out there we follow. You know, disclosed TV and nine one one breaking 901 news and other people. And you, they tend to be right, like, you know, 98% of the time they're right. And then you post one of their reports and it turns out to be wrong because they didn't do their due diligence. Um, but, you know, I they're like just I said, like
0: us though, like, yeah, I don't know who yeah. runs those accounts, but I'm guessing it's just people like, I don't
1: either, but yeah, uh, it's, it's people who are trying to get out the breaking news, you know, as fast as they can. And we all make mistakes. Uh, The the part of integrity comes, though, in admitting that you made a mistake uh, and doing your best not to repeat it. What frustrates me is these people out there on social media who make predictions about certain things that are going to happen on a certain date, and then when it doesn't happen, they take no responsibility for it. Uh, They kick the can down the road. They move the goalpost and say, well, you know, my, my super secret intelligence insider, what he really meant was he didn't mean this Wednesday. He meant next Wednesday. And they keep, they keep just lying to people. You know, these people don't have intelligence uh, of any value. They're making this stuff up. They know that they're making it up. Uh, They're doing it to get clicks. They're doing it to get money.
0: And, and, And they, uh, Dude, it's, it's nuts because let's say, like, how if I want to counteract that, um, then I get pushback for trying to be like, yeah. And also, prove that prove they don't have inside sources.
1: Prove they don't have inside sources. Like, yeah. and all it should be on. I'm sorry. Them. If you make eight predictions in the last two months, and none of them come true. I'm gonna think you don't have reliable
0: insider information. Um, I don't know if I shared this story with you, Dave, but um, I got kicked off a of Discord, but I'm in a guild. I have a gilded now, and um, they allowed me to have, like, a calendar set up, a room f- with a calendar that I can, like, put notes on or whatever, and I turned it into something we called pre- prediction tracking, because <laughs> um, I wanted <laughs> to figure out a way to... I wanted to show the community, like, I'm not bullshitting when... Like, I, when I say I don't pay attention to these predictions, not only because Q said, you know, they quit it with the speculations and the predictions as well, um, uh, specifically on certain dates right. or uh, Even if Q
1: the, things not that Q would that, never. Though, you can look at all these people making these predictions, watching every yeah. prediction fail to come to pass. So, Common sense tells you these people don't know what they're saying.
0: So I, we tracked them. And, like, so someone would say this would happen on a certain date. We would update but. Put it on the calendar. You know, like that day would come and pass, and that wouldn't happen. Um, literally, I think it. I think it was a hundred percent fail rate. Um, just from what I was tracking, and I quit. So I quit paying attention. Like t- I'm not even tracking them anymore. But, but
1: it, it doesn't pay to. Um,
0: I'm a perf- well. You know what? I like to be analytical about things. No, like and, it, I want to have What some. I like
1: about you is you're very analytical. You you look at things uh, using Occam's razor. <laughs> I do. And, and good sound analysis, which is unfortunate because a lot of people just don't seem to be able to look at things objectively and analytically. People like to hear things that make them feel good. And a lot of these people will, when I, when I question them, I'm like, why do you follow this person? Like, the, Do you know that this Telegram account is not this, this actual person, it's a fake Telegram account? And they're like, yeah, I know it's fake. I know it's not them but I really like what they say. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So this person tells you things to make you feel good. You, It's some random person on the internet who has no insider sources, no actual information that's uh, that's valuable. They tell you what you want to hear and you'll listen to it because it makes you feel good. None of it's true, but it makes you feel good. I, I don't personally just connect with people who can knowingly accept false information only because it makes them feel good. I just, I just don't get it.
0: Like, there's enough re- reasons to have real hope than to deal with false hope as well. Yeah. Like, it's just I'm not shitting on the community when I, you know, call out the false hope dealers. Um, it's really that I love you guys enough that I'd like you s- to see you hold on to something tangible. Um, and if we're going to do anything in real life, if you're trying to red pill someone in real life, you have you can you don't red pill them with speculations and predictions either. Um like you we we deal in facts and uh sound ideas and um sources uh that's a good thing too. Um so it's like I, I really just like I'm okay if I sound like a dad, Dave. I'm okay with that. Cause that's a that's an insult I'll take as a compliment.
1: Well, we all need fathers, uh, both l- good literal fathers. We also need hilarious. spiritual fathers. We all need mentors. We all need someone who will come alongside of us and say, "Look, you're better than that. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 have a little more integrity. Let's have a little more honesty and truth in this. Let's do better work. Let's do better research, and 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 find information that's true rather than information that just makes us feel good. Because you're right." There's plenty of information out there to give us a reason to be hopeful. We don't need to throw in a bunch of lies just because that makes us feel good. There's a ton of stuff out there that gives us reasons to be hopeful. Look at all the audits. Now, granted from January 7th, uh, it was difficult to find things to be hopeful about. And a lot of people went through the dark night of the soul Uh, A lot of soul searching going on. A lot of people, you know, lost hope. But the reality of life is uh, life is not a bed of roses. And if it is, there's a lot of thorns in it. And you have to wade through the thorns and and get stabbed a few times and bleed a little bit before you get to the roses. Uh, You know, people have done a lot of soul searching over the last five months. Uh, And it hasn't all been. Uh, happy sunshine and roses. There's been some discouraging, disheartening bad news. That is part of life. You have to take the good with the bad and not let, Just, just me, my personal philosophy. I don't let my mood, my attitude and my view of the future be determined by what I see in the headlines today. I just don't. Because what I see in the headlines tomorrow is gonna to be different. What I see in the headlines next week is going to be different, and next month is going to be different. And I know that we're on this continuum, where events are happening all the time. And you take a if if you if you pin your hopes on a snapshot in time on a daily basis, you're you're going to be on a roller coaster ride. Um, you know, either Trump has shown us over the last four years that he has operationalized a pretty good plan to expose the deep state and take them down, or he hasn't. And, it, and if you don't believe that Trump has put into operation a legitimate plan to take down the deep state, then you don't have a lot of reason to be hopeful. Then don't be hopeful. I believe that he has. I've seen the evidence. I've seen um, the way that things have worked out over the last four years so far. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, really like the outcome of the election i didn't like the inauguration, um, but God was showing me some other things, and that 's another issue is if you tap into what God is showing people on a, on a regular basis, you'll understand that there are many things going on behind the scenes that we don 't know about. Uh, there are many good things reasons why we should be optimistic and hopeful things that are going on behind the scenes that you're only going to find out about if you ask God about them. And he has shown me some pretty interesting things uh, in the last year that, that sort of contradict everything I'm seeing in the natural. So I don't lose hope because I see things in the natural that, that, that I don't like because I'm seeing things in the spiritual world that God is showing me that give me, a lot of reason to hope our our hope is in God. Our hope is in God's kingdom, our hope. And it's not just hopium. It's not, Oh, you know, God wins. It's, it's more of a, you know, God will show you specific things that are happening. If you ask him, he'll give you a perspective. He'll change your attitude. He'll change. uh, I'm sure for you, you had a lot of attitude adjustments from God over the last couple of years. But, you know, you ha- life is a series of waves and troughs and peaks and valleys, and you have to go through the valleys and you have to go through the troughs. Eventually, you're going to up on a mountaintop and you're going to see the mountaintop, you'll be on, and you go, wow, the view is great up here. Well, you, guess what? You get to keep walking and you go down through another valley and you'll be on another mountaintop in another year or two.
0: I've been 100% guided by the Holy Spirit through my journey uh, so far. And that's the only way I can even explain it because, um, the steps have been laid out before me, before I even took, uh, before I start moving my feet, like, and everything that I think is an obstacle, um, ends up being a blessing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's my duty to try to bring you guys all, everybody watching, uh, the community, anyone who comments on anything I ever post, it's, it's like, I want to bring you with me wherever I go. Um, and that's another another reasons why I have such a drive um, to organize um, just so you guys can see that we we're all the same. Like when it comes down to it, we all put our pants on one leg at a time in the morning. We all have the, a cell phone bill to pay.
1: Yep, we're all, we, we are all, all the same. Uh, in essence. Uh, we all have different abilities, different talents and gifts,
0: but uh, we're, we're all uh, made of clay, basically. Yeah. I want to I help people find them, find their talents and gifts too, because there are a lot of people that might not necessarily see what they have, um, you know, from their well, own perspective.
1: Most of the people uh, walking around out there don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They don't know what their gifts are. They don't know what their talents really are. They don't know what their destiny is they don't know how they fit into the big uh, picture and that's one thing that people like you and I can do is to help people figure out what am I supposed to be doing how do I fit into this what what role can I fill it's that's an important job
0: I always am I'm always changing um like I try not to be stagnant as well uh there's I mean I've, I've from my content to like how, how I share it. Um, like I'm just now starting to do, uh, video interviews and, um, I just started, uh, I started, just started my own YouTube channel to where I could live stream and not worry about anything happening with the news blast because of like an opinion or something like that. Um, it's, uh, so everything there's always, we're constantly, we're like water like the Bruce Lee saying, you know, like we're, we're going to constantly just be like water and go and do the things that you need to do when and where you need to do them. Like sometimes holding on to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. I, I at least I can't do that. And just like in life, like I seem to do something for like two years and then move, move on to something else. Like get successful at something, um, and move on. Like there's a, I don't know what it is. It's a certain drive to just constantly be learning or something like that.
1: Yep. Well, I think we're always in a, in a, um, not, not in a physical sense of evolution, but in a spiritual sense of evolution, that's what growth is about. Spiritual growth is about, uh, evolving and changing and growing into bigger things, better things, more efficient ways of doing things. You know, if you're doing things, uh, at the age of fifty, the way you did them when you were twenty years old, you haven't grown much. <laughs> um, with with life experience, with age, you should develop a, a different perspectives, different ways of doing things. Like you say, you're getting into video now, live streaming. I didn't want to do any of that, but back in you know 2016, Holy Spirit said, live streaming is where it's at. You need to start doing it. And I argued with him. I was like, I don't like video. I don't want to do live streaming. I'm happy with my, my, my audio podcast only thing, which I've been doing for a couple of years. And you know, he was pretty persistent. He said, no, you need to do video. You need to do live streaming. And I'm like, OK, fine, whatever. And of course, uh, because I did, right, then I built up a, a large YouTube following. And the message of Q got out on my YouTube channel because I did something I really didn't want to do. Uh, but that's how it is. You know, I, I quit my job as a paramedic so that I could write books. I didn't realize I would ever write books about Q. I I just thought I was going to write books about hearing God's voice and healing. And then, uh, you know, the Lord directed me to start writing books about Q. Look, you've been going through researching for three years, this subject, why not write some books on it? Um, and who knows what, well, one of the things I'm probably going to doing is writing a screenplay. Um, I'm looking at writing a screenplay about Q. I'd never thought about writing a screenplay before, but uh, I had a dream and I got in touch with a friend who's a screenwriter and he encouraged me to write a screenplay about Q. So like you said, you know, I'm always in this process where we're evolving, changing, new things happening, new things coming, new ways of doing things, new platforms. You know, we're, we're going to be working on different platforms in the future. We don't even know what they're called right now, but at some point things are going to change and they just keep changing uh not there's
0: there's uh, there's places where um like some sometimes there's just a vacuum that you see a void somewhere that you, you see that you're like I think I'm I'll just I'm gonna do that um and I came to a point with me I just felt like over time I accumulated such a story of through my experience in this community um whether it was from being on the boards or you know being with uh, Q influencers um, there's like I've I've developed a pretty lengthy the uh, story and I just wanted to get an outlet to where I could actually uh, start talking to the community about it uh, there's a lot of members in our community that are new um like a lot of times I ask and it, there's people that have been here since the beginning and then there's people that have been here like since March since the beginning of the COVID lockdowns um so it's just another example how something that is perceived as a very bad thing um, actually backfired, boomeranged on them, and woke so many more people up.
1: Oh my gosh, COVID was the biggest mistake they could have made. <laughs> it's it's crazy how many people got red pilled because of COVID. Uh, you and I both, anyone who's you know on social media, you see the testimonies of people who. Weren't interested in politics, didn't care about Q, didn't care about, you know, the deep state or the, the pedophile politicians. But holy cats, when COVID came along, they got red-pilled hard. It's just amazing how many people are waking up. Hey, uh, Enoch, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, just wanted to thank you for being on the show today. Um, I, I've, I've learned a lot. I can't wait to do another interview with you, maybe a longer one uh, when we're not so pressed for time. Uh, it's, it's been enlightening, inspiring. I, you know, like I said, I've learned a lot and I, I know that my audience is going to appreciate information from you. Once again, tell people about the boat parade and Magapalooza, the dates and how they can uh, get in, involved in that if they want. All
0: right. So it's going to be the weekend of July 16th through 18th, in the land of lakes area, um, land between the lakes area and, uh, Western Kentucky. Um, we have we do have some rooms left at some resorts, um, but I would really recommend getting down there on the lake on July 18th and uh, participating in the boat parade for us, um, with us. And we're gonna Dan Scavino, Trump. They like to talk about our boat parades across the nation. Uh, so you know, let's uh, let's make national news. You know, let's let's be the news. Uh, let's have some have ultimate Patriot weekend where we, we just hang out with other Patriots, get to know everybody network um, recharge for the summer. um, And we can come back uh, ready and more, more willing than ever to be the change we need to be in the community. Um, It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, If anybody needs any information on this, you can contact mega Palooza. At ProtonMail.com. And uh, whether it's information about the boat parade. Obviously, there's a level of OPSEC I'm operating on. So I'm, I'm pretty vague in these interviews about exact locations. And um, But we have a system set up. And if you are willing to get the information, you will get it. So thank you, Dave, for having me on today.
1: Hey, man, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's, It's been good. Can't wait to do it again.